Mark Cuban. Going against the norm and, and looking for people who had great ideas is, is really what I look for as opposed to individuals mentoring me. David Stern. Thank you. Those are very kind and generous words. I greatly appreciate them and thanks for having me on. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. Chris Everett. He was very interesting. You asked great questions, so thank you very much, Brian. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Taylor. Oh, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. And your preparation shows you. Tim Howard. Well, I appreciate you saying I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio. I hope you're doing well. DeAndre Jordan, Brooklyn Nets Center, Olympic gold medalist. He's going to join me for a conversation today. He discusses many of his off-court partnerships, including with eco-friendly companies like Beyond Meat and Arvin Goods, as well as what he looks for in a business partner. DeAndre Jordan went vegan two years ago, so he'll talk about that and what that's meant to him and why he did it. He also has a show on Players TV called The Mindful Life. We also look at the Nets business savvy locker room. You've got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie. What is that locker room like when it comes to business? DeAndre Jordan will share with us. Also, he's known as one of the best teammates in the NBA, just a fun-loving guy. What makes a good teammate? We'll talk to DeAndre Jordan about that. He announced in June that he tested positive for COVID-19. He's not going to be part of the Nets restart in Orlando, but he seems to be doing fine now. I'm joined by executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? Doing great and uh, love DeAndre. And, you know, it's another one of these guys that just has so much stuff going on off the court. It's fascinating, all the things and the avenues these guys get into. So cool interview. Uh, get to get to know him really well and uh, learn about what he's doing. It's fun. Yeah. He, the other thing I like about him is he was a second round pick. You know, not many expectations coming into the NBA out of Texas A&M. And look what he's become. He's become an all-star, an Olympic gold medalist. So he's a guy that has just been a grinder. And he's been a part of, a big part of every team he's been on, whether it was Lob City with the LA Clippers and Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, or now with the Nets with Kyrie and KD. So uh, I just like his personality. And I think that comes out during the interview today. So I think you'll enjoy it. All right, some headlines. Grig, some key dates ahead. I feel like, you know, we're doing like a medical segment on this show every time we do an addition to Sports Business Radio, but key dates ahead. So July 23rd, Major League Baseball season gets underway. July 24th, the WNBA season starts. July 30th, the NBA season restarts. And then August 1st, the NHL season restarts and they go right to the playoffs. Here are some numbers from testing. These are good news, Griggs. You know, we've talked about what was it going to be like in the bubble. So the NBA, out of 346 players tested for COVID-19 on the campus since the results were last announced on July 13, zero positive tests, Griggs. That's amazing. So hats off to the NBA, to the players, the coaches, everyone who is abiding by the rules and you know, zero test return positive. And then if you look at the last two rounds of tests for Major League Soccer, zero positive tests. So, you know, I'll admit I'm one of the guys who was skeptical about the bubble in Orlando. They were going to the hot spot. But so far, Griggs, 
zero positive tests the last few rounds for MLS and zero positive tests for the NBA. Pretty good. Super positive, and I love that report. And it's fun following these guys on Twitter too. You realize they're really they're really into this. They want to be healthy. They want to play the season. You see them all with their masks on. They're making their statements, and it's great. And I've been soaking up the uh, uh, MLS stuff, and it's been fun watching some spring training baseball too. But it's good to see the NBA and MLS are killing it and not getting the COVID in the bubble. I love it. Now, Major League Baseball, their latest round of tests, six positive out of 10,548 samples. So not many have tested positive. Overall, since they started testing on June 27th, only 93 positive tests out of 21,701 samples. Now, the test for Major League Baseball, Griggs, is going to be when they start traveling, which is basically this week. They're not in a bubble. They're going to other cities. They're staying in hotels. They're flying on airlines or planes. And that's the test because how does this work when you're not in the bubble? Um, It's going to be interesting to watch. But again, um, so far, so good for NBA and Major League Soccer. Now, on to the NFL. We saw on Sunday a number of prominent players, Patrick Mahomes, J.J. Watt, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Richard Sherman, they were part of the hashtag WeWantToPlay Twitter campaign where basically players expressed concern about safety and returning to training camp this week and what do the protocols look like going forward. So what has been agreed to, according to Sam Farmer of the LA Times, no preseason games, so those have been wiped out, less pads, More testing, according to the Wall Street Journal, the NFL will spend $75 million in COVID testing for the players. And much like the other sports, players can opt out of the season. So if someone feels uncomfortable playing the season, they can opt out of the season. Uh, They are going to start with daily testing for the first two weeks, and they're going to go to every other day if the positive test rate falls below 5%. If it doesn't, They'll keep testing daily. So that's the update from the NFL, Griggs. Yeah, NFL is kind of fluid. I mean, it's like you're kind of every day you're watching, okay, what are they going to do? And now the preseason stuff coming out. And uh, this one's still up in the air a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see when they start getting training camp and the guys start hanging out. Football is such a contact sport and you're so close with people. But uh, sounds like NFL is doing a lot with the testing. And hopefully that uh, remains under that 5%. And we'll see if they can play. This was big news this week. CIF. In California, basically the governing body of California high school sports, they announced that all football will be moved from the fall to the spring of 2021. We're going to see other states doing this too. Um, You know, Bill Plasky from the LA Times wrote a column this week about he thinks that football should just be wiped for 2020 and, and move to 2021. You know, are high schools going to follow California's lead and just move to spring? Are some going to wipe their season altogether? What is the NFL going to do? You've had a number of teams say they're going to play in front of no fans, including the Jets, the Giants, and the Raiders. Some are going to play in front of, you know, 25% capacity. But Griggs, as we've been saying all along, as it gets colder, as, you know, the virus is kind of coming back for a second wave, Football is not well set up with, you know, 85 people on the roster, 85 players on the roster for, you know, social distancing. And I I don't know how you do it, but, you know, I guess we'll see. Like you said, things are very fluid. 
Yeah, and I think uh, you see that with college football too. It's like, do we want students around students? Do we want fans around the team? I mean, it's just a, it's still a changing story every single day. And as we get closer to that kickoff time of the season, you know, late August, September, uh, what's it going to look like on the field? How many games we're going to have? Is it going to be moved to the winter or next spring? It's crazy. It's uh, it's just always moving. All right, our next headline: Honor the gift, which is one of Russell Westbrook's companies is collaborating with the NBA Players Association to create a collection of shirts that allows players to shed light on social injustice and honor the victims and families of those who continue to inspire. You know, we know that the NBA is allowing certain phrases on the back of jerseys. The ones that weren't allowed, they'll be on these t-shirts. There's a little bit more leeway and creativity that's allowed on these t-shirts, but Westbrook's company is going to be the company that's working with the NBA PA on these t-shirts. The last headline, Griggs, the National Women's Soccer League, more widely known as the NWSL, they announced this week that they're going to have a team in Los Angeles. And boy, there's some star-studded people part of this group. Actress Natalie Portman, Jessica Chastain, Jennifer Garner, Serena Williams, uh, Alexis O'Hannon, who is married to Serena Williams, uh, Karen Nortman, she's a technology venture capitalist, Julie Orman, who is a media and gaming entrepreneur. The NWSL has been doing pretty darn well since Lisa Baird became commissioner. They've got deals now with brands like Google and Procter & Gamble. They've got media rights deals with CBS Sports and Twitch. The opening match of the Challenge Cup tournament averaged 527,000 viewers on CBS last month, setting a new league record. But LA is a huge market. This is a star-studded group of owners. Griggs, I think this is really big for not only the NWSL, but women's sports in the United States. For sure. And it's good to see that league growing. And they got a lot of momentum right now. The teams are fun to watch. And LA, I mean, hello, it's perfect. And you've got the star-studded backing, you got money backing it. So yeah, I think it's a great move for uh, for the league, and I, I'm excited to keep seeing them grow. So they are expected to kick off play in the spring of 2022. So they're still away, away from playing, um, but it's now announced. They're going to announce a team name at some point, and uh, this is big for women's sports. I love to see it. Again, Lisa Barrett has done a nice job with the NWSL with sponsors and you know now your media rights partners and your sponsors if they know they're in the LA market that makes it a little easier to get those partners uh get a little more money from those partners Griggs yeah for sure I mean we know we've we're in LA a lot and uh it's a massive market and there's sports everywhere and lots of people that love sports so good market for getting some money for sure all right coming up next my conversation with Brooklyn Nets center DeAndre Jordan you're listening to sports business radio we'll be right back If you're working from home now like I am, you still need to look professional. Many of us are doing Zoom conferences or FaceTime calls with business associates. That's why I turn to my mizzen and main dress shirts. I need to look good from the waist up, but I also want to be comfortable. Mizzen and main is like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for comfort while working from home. It's a shirt that has worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. Head on over to MizzenAndMain.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenAndMain.com code SBR. Guess what? Mizzen and Main also makes super comfortable wrinkle-free pants and shorts, so you can check those out as well. 
Head on over to MizzenAndMain.com. Use promo code SBR to get $10 off your next purchase. That's MizzenAndMain.com, code SBR. My guest is DeAndre Jordan. He is the center for the Brooklyn Nets. He played many years for the LA Clippers as part of Lob City with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at DeAndre. DeAndre, how are you? I'm great. I'm great, Brian. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for joining me. You do some really interesting stuff off the court, so I wanted to dig into some of that today. First, uh, you know, these are crazy times with the pandemic and all, but I saw that you participated in Steph Curry's Ultimate Home Challenge on YouTube. That looked like it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was really fun, man. It was something to kind of take our minds off of the craziness going on in the world uh, and give us a chance to kind of have fun and compete with uh, some things that we normally don't do at home. So how'd they do that? Like I saw the hamper challenge and things like that. Did they just send like a camera person to your house and, and they filmed everything? Give us a little behind the scenes on that. Yeah, man. I mean, it was, it was, it was a weird deal because we were all so separated in the park, but uh, like I said, we did it, we did it the right way and they, they sent some people over. Uh, and a couple of days before they sent us the challenges and then, <laughs> We had to just we had to just go and like I like I said I, I really had a fun time doing it. Uh, it was really out of the box, something that I have never really done before, especially in a competitive way. But uh, but it, it it was really fun to participate in. What did you think was the weirdest challenge? Oh man, um, the weirdest challenge probably was the egg in the trash can. <laughs> um, that that was weird because usually when I'm taking the trash out, I am not thinking about taking it there delicately at all. Right. I get it from A to B <laughs> as fast as possible and come back in the house, you know. But we had to really like use speed and some some gentle TLC during that challenge. Yeah, and you uh, you were the guy on the hamper challenge. You routed the competition on that one. I mean, if I if I came in last during the hamper competition, it would pretty. <laughs> It'd been pretty pretty bad for me to go back to work, so I had to, you know, at least do something good there. So I like your show, The Mindful Life, on Players TV. How did you come up with the concept for that show? Um. Well, man, I have a, a great team around me. Um, one in particular, she's amazing. Uh, I'm not gonna say her name, but because she would get very embarrassed. But she's she's awesome. She helps me with everything. Um, and she was just kind of like, hey, you know, what you're doing in your daily life, people may want to see that and people who are maybe going down this road or want to try different things and you can, you know, relate to these people about this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I never had done anything about, you know, my private life in, in, in public, but it, it was fun because a lot of people, like, they don't know what where to start or how to get going with this thing and if you have somebody that's telling you, hey, it's tough, but you can do it, it's, it's the way, and it, it, it's just kind of cool to, to spread that knowledge. So that's what the show is all about. Yeah, you have a lot of fun with those things. I, I've seen you know segments with you, uh, Chef DeAndre, where you're doing plant-based meals. I, I love the vegan banana pancakes that you made. My daughter is vegetarian and uh, vegan, and uh, boy, I need that recipe. Man, I know. I was very nervous. Carla is amazing uh, at, the, at the test kitchen. She really got me through because usually I like they don't let me in the kitchen other than microwaving stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but she she really made it so easy for me. She was amazing to work with, and uh, that's probably my go to recipe now because I'm like, hey, you know what? I can always 
try to do it, and if I mess up, I just can go look at the video of me making it. I know I'm capable, so that's, 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 that's good to know. So what was what went into your decision for a plant-based diet? And we'll talk about Beyond Meat in a minute because I'm a big fan of theirs. I've been on to them for the last year and a half or so. But yeah. plant-based diet, you know, some guys love it. Other guys have tried it and gone back to meat. How's it worked for you? Man, from, like, I think to everyone, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really what you, what you can do with it. Uh, it's, it, may, it may not be for everyone. Uh, it may be a partial thing for some people, but I think it's cool to see people trying it. But I think for me, it was more, I had always experimented with different diets. And during the off season, I would go pescatarian for some summers and vegetarian. The one summer I went plant-based and I was like, man, I think I want to do this, especially with how good I feel and it's good for the environment. And, you know, obviously with everything that's going on with the cruelty and abuse of animals, I think that, you know, it's, um, it, it, it was big for me to kind of do my part in, in helping out the, the planet and the world that we live on. So that, that was a big part of going into it. But initially, like, the people around me were saying it's a bad idea. But I think, like like I said before, it's to each his own. And I did my blood work, all the experiments and everything behind my body in particular. And uh, it was great. And I've been successful. And it's um, it feels good to be on this diet. I've been on it for a little bit over two years now. And it's, it's been nothing but great to me. That's awesome. Uh, beyond me, like I said, I went to an event last summer, Andre Iguodala's uh, Tech Summit, and right. Victor Oladipo was there, and I got to talking to him about Beyond Meat, and I started looking at it because I was looking for something that my daughter might like because she's really picky uh-huh. with uh, the vegetarian burgers, and what a great company. I know you've do- done a lot of work with them, but maybe you can talk a little bit about you know why you picked Beyond Meat. There's several... Uh, plant-based companies out there. What was attractive about Beyond Meat to you? Well, man, Beyond Meat, it's it's such an incredible company. It's a, and it's really a family-based organization. I feel like everybody is so connected and everybody really believes in this. And I, I believe in them. And they, they came up, they had been working from the ground up, obviously, and, um, you know, had, had been through many different obstacles and, and, and just stuck with it. And I feel like for me, that kind of represents, you know, a little bit of, the, my career path and, uh, and, and, and coming through the NBA and, and it's just, it's just, I, I felt at home with those guys and, and Ethan, you know, he was a, a huge, uh, you know, carnivore growing up just like myself and just to kind of see somebody just like yourself kind of convert over and for the same reasons that you wanted to convert over. It's, it, it's great to be a part of that team. And then Arvin Goods, the recycled socks. So this is a theme with you. You know, like you said, you you think about the planet, you think about eco-friendly and sustainability. Is that kind of in the same class for you as Beyond Meat? Yeah, it is. When uh, I actually met with the people at uh, Arvin Goods, and uh, they they became really really close friends. Dustin is is amazing, and we had a few talks. And initially, the first talk that we had was about you know the socks that I had on. He was like, do you know how much water, you know, that pair of socks that you have on is is, is producing? And I was like, no, he's like a, over a gallon of water. And this is kind of like, wow, like I'm using, you know, this and it goes up and it's like 50 gallons of water. Then it's if you do colors and it's like, wow, I'm wasting this much water on these socks that I have on. And I probably wear the same socks <laughs> every other day. So it's like, you know, you want to be sustainable and save as much as we can. Um, for for ourselves and for our planet, so just seeing the numbers in, in itself was was huge for me. 
What do you look for in a business partner? I ask this to athletes all the time on this show and I get different answers, but do you have a criteria that you look for in any business partner that wants to work with you? Because I'm sure you get approached a lot. Yeah, I just think for me, it's kind of like if I have a, a good vibe and I really believe in the product, you know, not a lot of the times, you know, it's not about making a profit from the product. For me, it's about making a change and, you know, making something sustainable to where others can benefit from it. Now, like I said, it, it's always, it's great to make a profit off of something, obviously, but, you know, more importantly, to save ourselves and to save our planet, that's you know, what I, what my aim is when I'm going into uh, business partnerships. You're in a pretty biz- business savvy locker room with the Nets. You've got KD, you know, and he's got 35 ventures. You've got Kyrie, you've got Spencer. Like, do you guys ever sit around and talk business? Oh my God, a, a ton, <laughs> a ton. And it's, it's a lot of, you know, uh, great, great brainstorming, but then it's, it's also a lot of heated conversations too because of what we all believe in. Like we agree and we're so passionate about these things and we care so much about, uh, uh, an array of different, uh, subjects, but it's, it's good to kind of talk with guys and, and break down their minds and, and just bounce ideas off of each other. And you learn a lot of things that you didn't know. And then, you know, when you sit in a room like that with your peers, it's good to, you know, see what other people are thinking and, and, and give off information to. Has anyone ever pulled you into a deal or have you pulled them into a deal based on some of those conversations? Um, you know what? I don't want to put people's business out there, but I've, I've had some really great conversations with friends. <laughs> no, that's good. Because, like, I, I've interviewed Jalen Brown, and, you know, he said in the Celtics locker room, they, they talk business, and sometimes if there's an opportunity to pull a teammate into a deal or something like that or kind of show them how a business is run, uh, they like doing that. I just think that's great. I think it's, you know, it, it's really cool that you guys are focused on the off-the-court stuff, too. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, just for us to be able to branch out and want to do other things, want to learn about business and you know, be successful at it, uh, you know, and that goes with, you know, through, you know, education, but also through trial and error too. And, um, I think it's good to learn from, you know, those wins and those losses to be able to, you know, partner up with your teammates and friends and family members with, with, with things and kind of keep everything in house. I think that's great. You're listening to sports business radio. We'll be right back after this. Hey everyone. I'm thrilled to tell you about a new sports business radio partner who's going to help you and whose products have been life-changing for me and my family. CBDMD is now the official CBD partner of sports business radio. Many people use CBD products as a regular part of their health and wellness routines, but only the best use superior products from CBDMD. CBDMD has a wide variety of CBD oil products ranging from classic CBD oil tinctures topicals, gummies. Heck, they even have CBD for your pets. From NFL veterans like Nate Burleson and future Hall of Famer Steve Smith Sr. to two-time Masters champion Bubba Watson, CBDMD is tested and trusted by people who know pain. And the best part? All CBDMD products are THC-free. That was important for me. Third-party tested and backed by a 60-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. Look, these are anxious times for many of us right now. We're not sleeping nearly as well. I tried CBDMD's award-winning CBD PM drops, and I now sleep through the night. 
My daughter loves CBDMD's Revive Moisturizing Lotion and the CBDMD Freeze Pain Roller for her aches and pains from playing sports. And our dog loves the CBDMD Soft Chews. And because the products are all THC-free, CBDMD is safe for our family. Dozens of companies have sent me CBD product to try over the years, but none come close to the superior quality of CBDMD. Sleep better, relieve your aches and pains, give your pets treats that they will love. And to make it even easier to see what CBD can do for you, CBDMD is offering all of our listeners 25% off your order when you use the promo code SBR at checkout. Once again, go to CBDMD.com and use promo code SBR at checkout to save 25% on your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Again, CBDMD.com. Use the promo code SBR at checkout and save 25%. Thank me later. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. All right, I want to talk about your fashion game for a minute because your fashion game is fire. And I think you're known for like the best hats in the NBA. Where did your sense of fashion come from? Who influenced that? Oh, man. Um, I, I think I kind of have an old soul a little bit, kind of like an <laughs> old uh, uh, hippie 60s, 70s kind of vibe, <laughs> I feel like. Um, but no, man, I, I, I love, you know, I love a different, I love different types of music and, and, and fashion people. So I think, you know, growing up, I, I really was a fan of Jimi Hendrix and Bob Marley and uh, Walt Frazier's fashion, uh, guys like, you know, Keith Richards, people like that, kind of like, you know, you want to take, their bits and pieces from their games and kind of, you know, add it to your, to your style a little bit. Is there an outfit that you've worn to a game or on a red carpet that you thought got the biggest reaction? Oh man. Uh, no, I just, like you said, I'm a, I'm a huge hat guy. So, um, that, those are like my pride and joy. I'm always trying to figure out a way I can throw a hat with anything. You know, uh, there's times where my lady's like, no, you don't need to wear a hat with that. We're, we're going to the beach. You just wear a baseball cap. I'm like, no, I want to wear this. So it, it's kind of like me trying to get my four-year-old dress, um, which is very tough at times. Um, so I, I'm really picky when it comes to that. I would imagine your closet is probably pretty large. It's, it's, it's spacious because I am a big guy, so I need somewhere to walk in to kind of stretch my arms out a little bit. Um, but a lot of my stuff is kind of like just scattered around. Are you a basketball shoe guy? Like I see PJ Tucker, he's got basketball shoes everywhere, or are you more of a, you know, dress shoe guy? Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm a little bit of both. It's, you know, it's, you can't be picky when you wear a size 17, you know? So it's kind of, you know, you just kind of go with what, what is available. And I'm lucky enough to I have a, a few partners that I can kind of get shoes made through. And that's, uh, that's always a good process to kind of go through. I want to go back to the start of your career. So you're a second-round pick out of Texas A&M. You've turned into a two-time NBA rebounding champion. You're the NBA's all-time leader in field goal percentage. When you came into the league as a second-round pick, did you kind of come in with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, coming in, we all come in with a little chip on our shoulder, regardless of where we get picked or whatever it is. But um, I I think I was in a great situation. I wouldn't change my path for anything because uh, this path has led me to a lot of great, 
you know, uh, accolades individually and as a team, uh, a team uh, uh, aspect. So I think um, I came in with the right with the right mindset. I had some great vets throughout my career who really taught me how to be a pro on and off the court and really, you know, dive into being a student of the game. Who is the best vet you've had? Who's a vet that took you under their wing and said, hey, here's how it's done, young guy? Oh, my gosh. Man, I, if I say any of these vets, like the other ones will be mad at me. So and that, that's tough. But, I mean, I've, I've, I've had a, a handful of great vets, starting off with, uh, you know, Baron Davis, Marcus Candy. Uh, man, I had, uh, wow, like I had Grant Hill, Chauncey Billups, Chris Paul. Uh, J.J. Reddick, I had a lot of Jamal Crawford. I had a lot of great vets around me who had been around the game for a very long time and and have been successful. So, you know, the, that that advice that I was getting, you know, I had to, to, to put it in action at some point. <laughs> so I've talked to a lot of guys in the NBA, and if they gave a best teammate award in the NBA, DeAndre, I think you win it. You wow. You've been beloved everywhere you've gone. <laughs> what makes a good teammate? I, I've never really asked that question on this show before because you know what? It takes certain skills and personality to be a good teammate. Man, I, um, that's a tough question, man. I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of myself. I don't really change uh, really uh, much in my uh, teammate role. Um, but I just kind of, you know, I, I do what I do in my everyday life. I kind of relate to everybody and, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very talkative. Um, so I'm out there, you know, trying to just get everybody together and uh, super uh, team oriented and and very positive. I'm super competitive, so that is that can go uh, <laughs> one or two ways at times. But it's um, it's just good to be around the guys because like we're around each other a lot of the times more than we're around our families. So we we we, we grow really close. You won gold with that 2016 Olympic team. It looked like you had a lot of fun playing with the players on that team. And again, you were kind of the the teammate that brought everyone together, and you had fun, and and you know made it a little bit lighthearted. Man, yeah, we had so many guys on that team that are future Hall of Famers. Guys who won, you know, MVP awards, scoring champion awards, championships. Um, so it was a, a set team, and. Uh, just to be able to go out there and learn from all of those guys, uh, all of your peers, and be respected by all of those guys was was great. And you know, we were it was a it was a weird time in Brazil during the, during the Olympics, uh, but but so much fun. So we really were with each other every day, all day, um, and, and we really created a brotherhood out there. And I I I will always you know cherish those moments with those guys. So what would you guys do to? have fun. I mean, I know some guys played cards. Did you go be a tourist and, and look around? Could you even do that without being mobbed? What would you do to hang out there? Well, I mean, it was during the Olympics, so people were getting mobbed everywhere. You know, and this Brazil is such a beautiful place. We wanted to get out and, and like you said, just kind of tour around and, and just enjoy the country uh, during the time that we had off. And we were able to do that. We visited the beach. We visited a couple of different restaurants there. Um, and just kind of in, in, enjoyed the time out there. Like I, like I said, we were with each other all the time. So just to be around those guys. And then you have relationships with players 
on other teams that you probably wouldn't have had if it wasn't for USA basketball. I mean, you are friends after basketball, you know? Yeah. No, I bet there's a lot of bonding that takes place there. Just a few more minutes before I let you go. Uh, I snooped your Instagram and I saw that you visited a place that I really want to go to, the Blue Lagoon in Iceland with the Northern Lights. How was that? Oh, man, that was that was probably one of the best trips I've ever had, man. Um, I actually went during All-Star break, which was <laughs> when I, when people ask me, oh, where'd you go for All-Star break? People usually say, you know, somewhere where it's tropical with some sun and a beach. But I went the total opposite <laughs> direction. <laughs> but it was it was great, man. I've always wanted to go. It was a good time to try to experience the Northern Lights. Um, and, I mean, the Blue Lagoon, that's kind of like a, one of the wonders of the world. You got to go visit. And uh, I had some time, and we were on an East Coast city during, uh, you know, right before the All-Star break. So I just decided to go. And then it was, it was amazing. I had, a, I had a great time out there. How cold is that water? The water, the water was, was hot. It was, it was kind of like a hot spring. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everywhere around, if you were out of the water, it was it was freezing. But they had, you know, steam like steam saunas and uh, rock saunas in there, and you know, so you weren't cold for a, a long period of time. Maybe like going to and fro at the next the next hot area. But it was but it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. So I should put it on my bucket list. I should try and get there. Oh, oh, oh! Hell yeah! You gotta go. You gotta go. If you can go, you have to go. <laughs> Is there any other place that you want to travel to that you've, because uh, I know you like to travel as well. I love to travel, man. I just want to be able to experience uh, the cultures that, you know, I, I have never been able to experience before and and go and be able to visit these places that I have only seen on pictures and TVs and magazines from when I was a kid. I definitely want to be able to take advantage of this time and, and go explore so you have DJ Six Days of Giving. Uh, you were honored by the NBA with the NBA Cares Community Assist Award earlier this year. I talked to a lot of athletes about their giving and where that comes from. What's the genesis? You know, because you're you're one of the great guys in the NBA when it comes to giving back to the community and all the communities that you have played in 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 your past. Yeah, I, mean, I just you know, for me, I think uh, I want to be able. I love to make a kid's smile. So I think, you know, just, I see myself in every child that I see, uh, boy, girl, whatever. I think that it is, um, it's, it's just great to be able to give back and give other people hope and inspiration and just kind of like a, some, some motivation to, to go after the crazy dreams that they're thinking about going after, go left when everybody's going right, do whatever you want to do. That's going to change the world and make you happy because it, in reality, you know, the, our future is our, it, it's our children, you know, so we got to be able to, you know, lay the right path for them so they can make, lay the right path for the next generation. And um, I, I really didn't have that, um, like, like a lot of celebrity, famous figures uh, being able to motivate and inspire kids uh, like me in my neighborhood at the time. Uh, so now I want to be able to do that as much as I can. No, I think that's really cool. And, and again, you have such a great personality around the kids and you're like a big kid yourself. So they probably love Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, having you around. Uh, so your future, obviously you're with the Nets. Um, you're probably on the back nine of the, of the NBA career. What do yeah, we... I'm, on, I'm probably on the 10th hole. <laughs> so 
what do you want to do going forward? And do you look at, again, you're involved in some interesting businesses, player TV, uh, beyond meat, Arvin goods. What does the future look like for you? Man, I, uh, I, you know, I've, I've thought about it a little bit, but right now I'm focused on, you know, my, my job as a bass. My, my number one job is my number one job is being a father. My number one job is that, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely headstrong and focused on, the Brooklyn Nets and, you know, us as a team being able to compete and contend for the, 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 the Mecca, you know, the, the pinnacle of our goals. We want, that's where we want to get to. And that's what I'm focused on. And, uh, when I get to that later time in my career, when, you know, I'm kind of starting to think that way, then I'll get to it. But I have things in place that are, um, that, that are going well right now. And I'm, I'm sure other things will, will, will come up as, as these years come on. Yeah, you're doing a really good job laying that groundwork for post-career and developing the relationships and the business partnerships. I think it's going to be fun for you. Yeah, I think it's going to be great, man. Like I said, I've had a lot of great veterans who have, um, you know, laid the path and kind of planted seeds with me early about uh, taking care of things and, and not procrastinating, uh, trying, just trying, trying to get an early start on things. Last question for you. Uh, your social media game. I, I like your Instagram. I like your Twitter how much thought do you put into a post or is it more spontaneous? Man, it's, I think it's spontaneous, uh, a, a, spontaneous to the point where like sometimes I'll, I'll, I, I'm like, I'll ask, I'll, Hey, is this okay? Can I say this? You know, <laughs> but, uh, but a lot of the times, man, it's just kind of like from the heart and, um, and just down to earth and it, it's really me. So it's, uh, I want to be able to promote the things that I believe in, um, and, and I'm, and I'm passionate about. No, I think that's really cool. And you can tell that comes out in, in your social media, your passion, Deandre Jordan, the center for the Brooklyn Nets, find him on Twitter and Instagram at Deandre. Deandre, I hope you're staying healthy and best of luck to you. Look forward to seeing you back on the basketball court at some point and uh, great job with all of your off the court interests. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, man. Can't wait to be back on the court. I really appreciate you guys having me. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Nearly 20 years ago, Boingo dreamed of a world where people could connect to the wireless internet anywhere with any device. Today, that dream is reality, and Boingo has been at the forefront. Now more than ever, staying connected is what matters most. Boingo keeps people connected to the people and things they love with next-generation networks built for the 5G era. They are the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., and they work with sports teams across the NFL, NBA, MLS, NCAA, and more. From 5G and CBRS to DAZ and Wi-Fi, Boingo is a trusted partner for staying connected now and in the future. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. Connectivity is more important than ever, and you can learn more by visiting boingo.com or emailing sbradio at boingo.com. That's sbradio at boingo.com. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends from Boingo Wireless, CBDMD, and Mizzen in Maine. And thanks to our partner, Molka Sports, for powering Sports Business Radio Learn more about them online at molkasports.com. That's M-A-L-K-A sports.com. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. 
This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions. GriggsProductions.com.